a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. I think the parable of the sower is probably one of the most well-known parables that Jesus shares in the Bible. And he explains it further in Matthew here that says, listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown among the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, it only lasts a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. This isn't the only time we hear Jesus refer to a seed being sown and growing into something large, right? We He says in, where is it? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know, in the New Testament, about a mustard seed. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, that you can move mountains. Now, a mustard seed is one of the tiniest seeds that you can possibly plant, but the tree is magnificent. It, it says that it can grow as tall as 30, 30 feet, 20 to 30 feet, but the magnificence of the mustard seed is not really in the height, but how wide the branches can span because they can grow up to 20 feet in circumference, 20 feet around. So when we're talking about how large a mustard plant can get, that if we just have faith the size of a mustard seed. Today in Aquinas' Lenten Meditations, he references the grain of wheat. Unless a grain of wheat shall fall upon the ground and die, it remains but a single grain with no life. It's been a while since I've been in choir and it's morning time. But so the grain of wheat can either be used for bread, you can mill it down into flour, or it can be planted to grow wheat and become a new plant. It dies because it becomes a new thing. So in John chapter 12, Jesus is referencing this grain of wheat as the the wheat that must be planted, similar to the parable, the sower. Um, And so we are called as Catholics, as Christians, to plant seeds. It is not up to us to convert hearts. It is not up to us to convince anybody of anything. That is the Holy Spirit's duty. It is the Holy Spirit's job to convict. It is the Holy Spirit's job to transform hearts. We cannot in and of ourselves, transform hearts. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. It is only through God that good works can come forward from us because we are, um, we are inherently good. We are fundamentally good. That is what is how we were initially created. 
Um, however, due to original sin, we do need the love of Christ and we need the Holy Spirit to, we need to become a dwelling, a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, and we need to be able to surrender that to God to say, I want the Holy Spirit to work through me so that I can plant a proper seed. Because there are seeds in this world that are all kinds of seeds, right? Every advertisement that is watched has a little seed. And you get enough of those seeds, right? You see the same ad enough times in a row. You finally say, oh, I'm going to try that. Or, you know, you see people um, living a certain lifestyle. And, you you know, you, you keep seeing this little seed, this little seed. And the truth of the matter is, is that no seed that is planted will ever grow into the abundance of faith that can be grown from the seed of the word of God. It is why it is so imperative that we are continually reading scripture, that we are allowing the word of God to be have such deep roots in the foundation of our hearts that that is what seeds are coming forward. I have this shirt now. I absolutely love it. I talk about the fruit of the spirit all the time. Um, and this is like the fruit of the spirit. It, it spells out patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. It, it spells them all out and, and they're growing into flowers because they've been planted. And then I water and nourish them. I seek understanding through the word of God. I, you know, I, I long to, to cultivate those plants, those are the ones that I want to be rooted so deeply in my life. I want there to be good soil where it can grow. I want to pluck the weeds from around these plants so that they don't get choked, so that I'm not holding back, so that my growth isn't stunted. And so each of us are called to find those weeds in our life. And what a better time than Lent, right? What a better time to pluck those weeds and make a firm commitment that you are going to dig around that whole weed plant and you are going to get all of those roots. You're not only going, you're not going to trim it at the bottom so that it can grow back so that the roots remain. You're going to dig around, you're going to dig those roots of that weed out. Because unless you do, the roots can choke the roots. You have to have a level of self-awareness to know how deep is this sin going? Is it pornography? Is it masturbation? Is it anger? Is it resentment? What is it that is keeping your, is it slander, gossip? What is keeping these fruits of the spirit from growing in your life? And are you open to the Lord directing you to see, oh, wait, that's a flowering weed. That's trying to deceive me. It's trying to tell me that it's actually a flower. It's trying to tell me that it's good for me. It's trying to tell me that it's beautiful and pure. But wait a second. No, that's, you know, yellow mustard or whatever. Like that's purple, you know, purple loosestrife. It looks like a flower, but it's not. It's, it's actually a weed. There is a weed that we get that's very rampant here in Michigan, um, and it is. It's a little purple and green flower. I want to say that it's called, like, yellow mustard, um, and it, it is, I mean, it's rampant, but the roots are very shallow. 
you know, so there might be something. Maybe maybe you're struggling with lying, little white lies throughout the day. Maybe you're struggling with something that's a little more superficial. Maybe it's not a mortal sin. Maybe there's a venial sin. It's just really easy to slip into, whatever that might be for you. Maybe it's not a grave matter. Maybe you're not really in full awareness or fully consenting. You don't know why it's so bad if you pursue this particular thing. And that's why you must be so deep in the word of God to ask the Lord for that awareness in your own life to say, what do I need to do in order to root this from my life? How can I cultivate the seeds that are from Jesus? How can I feed them properly? What kind of fertilizer do they need? What do I need to do in order to draw closer to God? Because believe is a verb. Yes. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son to die for us and raise again and everything else. But he loved us so much that he sent his only son to die for the sins of the world. And so when we, you know, believe whosoever should believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Believe is a verb. We have to do something. We are called to come. That means you have to walk. You can't just say, oh, Jesus said come. This is great. Okay, I can just keep living. He's here for me. No, he says come. That means you have to take a step. You have to do something and you have to trust that he's going to guide you in that. Faith is not passive. Faith takes dedication. It takes work. It takes effort. You have to know that Jesus in those fruits, in when we water that garden of the fruit of the spirit. So sorry, I keep bumping my mic. I should move it back on the on my desk. When we water the fruits of the Spirit, that still takes effort. You have to turn the watering can. You have to do something because faith is not passive. It is not something, you know, it is a free gift. It is there for you to accept, but you still have to open it. Faith is not passive. So I want to encourage you on this Lent, seek God as I have been, allow him to grant you self-awareness to what it is that is holding these fruits back from flourishing. And bear in mind the song that I learned as a child, which is probably why I talk about the fruit of the spirit all the time, which is the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For such there is no law. It's one of my favorite little jingles, and I used to sing it all the time as a child, and I'm so grateful that those were the roots that my parents gave me, which are lots of little songs of the Word of God. You know, you have a friend that's closer than a brother, and talking about how he's stickier than peanut butter and all of these different things. Like We have the opportunity to offer these roots to our children as well in very fun and playful ways so that they can remember that the Word of God is the center and... Um, epitome of our lives, that it is divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit, and that it's not going anywhere. So keep spreading seeds, keep 
welcoming seeds, keep cultivating your soil that it may be good soil to receive whatever seeds it is that God wants to be planted. And may I continue to um, hone my relationship with the Lord so that I can continue to sow good seeds as well. That is all that I could ask the Lord to do is to utilize me as a, as a little seed person and then I will leave the rest to him because I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. I just want you to know that the Lord Jesus wants you to embrace him. He wants you to be reading his word and he wants you to come. God bless you. Enjoy this holy Saturday and I will talk to you guys again tomorrow.